Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 105, and I know I haven't been on the air for at least 9 or 10 days, and I apologize for that, Um, but we are going to be more consistent with the podcast. We've been having some issues with our equipment, and we couldn't get things scheduled, I mean, fixed, now we got things scheduled up and running so it will be more consistent i mean i hope we didn't lose too many too many listeners but if not if we did well i just asked god to help bring them back because it was out of our control why we couldn't get things taken care of on a daily basis i think partly why the other partly why it was uh problems with the mics and stuff but we did have a battle with COVID going on in the house here, and I was sick and 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 stuff like that, so we couldn't actually do the podcast, but we are back on a Tuesday night doing this Bible study for God's Internet Church podcast. I did mention it on all the ones who watch God's Internet Online search, Church service. That equipment was working right, but this equipment... We were having some problems, so we got things back to normal with that. So what we're going to do now is continue in our Bible study on Job chapter 28. And Job's going to share with us kind of a poem. And we're going to break it down into... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine different sections. Okay, and actually, verse chapter twenty-eight of this Bible study is called Job's poem about wisdom, and he's we're going to share a poem about wisdom. This chapter is is a very special. In this chapter, Job describes many wonderful things. He spoke about secrets. He talks about people who have great skills. And he spoke about most beautiful things. Finally, he spoke about wisdom, which is more than wonderful than anything else. Okay, so what we're going to do is go to verses 1 and 2 of Job chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. Of Job chapter 28 and we're gonna pray and see where God takes us let's pray dear Heavenly Father we ask you to take a call of heaven's altar and anoint these lips of clay that everything about this podcast you want me to mention be what you want we ask you all this in Jesus name and help us learn to take it to where you want us to take it to we ask you in Jesus name amen and amen Job chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. It says, In the right places there is silver, there is also gold, but man must use fire to make pure gold, to obtain iron from dust, and they like make copper and other metals from the rock. Okay? Verse 1 and 2 in the study for this Bible study is commenting this all metals were precious when Job lived 
Men seemed to make metals from ordinary rock, but the process needed great skill. The workmen had to search for the right rock. Then they would have to burn the rock in the hottest fire and in the end, and they would have to produce a tiny quantity of pure metals. Okay, So what can we take from this here? That anything that is worthwhile, anything that is worthwhile, okay, is worth the work. You're going to have to put the work in. And the sad things in this society today, people want to money for the work or the prestige for the work or the acknowledgement from the work. But you know what? They don't get that. They have to actually do the work. A lot of people today want anyone else do the work and take credit. I used to work for this factory and one day all of us employees got mad and mad. And the reason we got mad because we we had a meeting with our boss and he made a statement that we can do it and we kind of just missed it by the mark. And he said when I go up there and say and can't say that I can't get it done. We have a problem. I can't get the athletes from what you guys got done. We have a problem. In other words, he was saying, hey, I'm taking the credit for what you guys are doing. And in a roundabout way, him being a boss, it's true. He does take credit because he's our leader. But a good leader and a good person will also acknowledge people who did the work to help them person get there. You hear that in <coughs> candidates that got elected. You hear that, excuse me for my coughing, you hear that from uh, people who make speeches in college to get there, you know, thanking their family and their friends. You hear that from people, co-workers, when they move up the ranks and when they make a speech. Well, we got to realize anything that is worthwhile, we have to do the work. And this applies also to our Christianity. Okay? And unfortunately, trials and storms of life come our way. Just like Job is going through right now. And he's going through the work. Okay? And God obviously used him as a blessing through this work also because one of the books of the Bible were written to be shared with us. But he was willing to do the work. Now a lot of us, that if we had this big storm of life come against us, we would just sit around and do nothing and give up. Just like Job's wife did. Okay? And I believe that's what God's given me out of this kind of this podcast. Although it's saying that these precious metals, you got to know the skills and you got to be willing to do the work. All right? Now, let's look at verses 3 and 4. 
It says, A man carries his torch into the darkest places. He searches everywhere. He looks for vulnerable rocks, valuable rocks, excuse me, in the deepest, darkest. He goes away from the town. He goes to places that other people have forgotten. There he bored through the rock. He descends into the deep caves. There he hangs and swings around. In fact, these two these two verses of three and four, in fact the rocks that the man needed to make metals were special rocks. Okay? They find these rocks, a man would have to go underground, the man would have to squeeze his body through cracks, he had ground, he would enter the cave, he would descend further on the ropes. That is a strong string that man ties together in order to make them even stronger. Now, as they're doing the work, it's saying that they got to go in places that it would be hard to get into. It's saying that they got to have a strong rope. Let me tell you something, saints. As we do our job as Christians for the Lord, as we do our job as Christians of serving the Lord, okay, we will find out we will find out that we need a help to help strengthen our rope of life to serving Him. Now, yesterday, if you listened to the uh, listened to the uh, service of the seven I Ams, we were talking about one of them. I am the true, true vine, and you need to be attached to me. Well. That's the same with this rope that they're talking about. And metaphorically, I'm using here what Jesus is leading me. They need this special rope. These people need this special rope to do that tough job. To get them in places. And you know that rope is swinging back and forth on sharp rocks. And, you know, eventually it cuts into that rope. So you need a very tough rope. But what is this part of the poem is sharing with me that God is sharing with me to share with you is this not only that Job is telling us that these people need to have these special skills and go to do the work but they also need a strong string to keep them in order and make them even stronger as they're doing this work as we do the Christian work as we do our Christian walk with God we need to tie our rope to God to make us even stronger in him. But the problem is, saints, we take these uh, strings of ourselves and we try to go down and not and try to do it by ourselves. But we got to realize we're fighting principalities. We're fighting sharp rocks. Metaphorically, that could cut our string like that. Don't know if you heard my snap not because I got the mic headset on, but I tried to do it near the mic. But if we are aligned with a double supported rope, eventually that rope had to be uh, redo, but I'm going to get that in a second. So we need as Christians to come together with God and let him strengthen our ropes. Now, a few seconds ago, 
I was talking about how we need to strengthen and replace that rope when he's strengthened. Am I saying that we need to replace Jesus? No. But what I am saying, we have to rededicate our lives sometimes to get our focus back on God to unite to make that rope strong again. All right. Now, verses 5 through 11. It says, food comes from the earth's surface, but everything is different underneath the surface. Fire has changed everything. Are, there are beautiful precious stones in the rock. There is gold in the dust. This is a secret that the birds do not know. Birds do not visit such places. Birds cannot see these places. The proudest animal have not been there. Lions do not go that way, but the man breaks those rocks, a man explores beneath the mountain. A man breaks the rocks and see the precious things inside. He causes the river not to flow. Then he sees the things that the water hid. Okay, now we're going to do verses 5 through 6 to share and so on until we get to our verses 11. Verses 5 and 6 told us that the soil where plants grow seems so ordinary. But nothing is ordinary underground. A man needs a torch to see everything. But with his torch, that man finds precious things. Okay? That's what Job is trying to tell us here. We have to be illuminated and lightened to see. And that's the same with our Christian life. We have to be illuminated to see this precious things that is being hid in our life for Christianity. In other words, we need to let Jesus be the light of our world. Okay, We need to let him be our torch. And we need him to help us find the precious things he wants us to observe. Things he wants us to go through. And in the end, to see heaven. Alright? Verses 7 and 8 shared this. Animals do not live in such places, but men have learned the skills to go there. Okay? If we want to make it to heaven or get into secret places with God in worship time, in prayer time, we have to learn the skills to get there. If we want to get full-blown in worship, in the spirit of God, and knowing that he's with you, we have to do a deep spiritual, a deep spiritual worship time with him. And how can you do that? By praising him, by singing his songs, by singing his hymns, by singing contemporary music, by thanking him for things that he's done. And the more we do that, it gives us the skill to meet with God, brings our spirit, bears spirit with Him. That's the same when we hear the Word of God. Okay? We need to learn to ask God to help us hear what He's trying to tell us when we're reading the Word or listening to the preacher. Okay? Verses 9 and 11 says, But man is not gentle when he enters this special place. He is like a thief. 
He breaks the rocks. He takes away everything that is precious. He destroys so that he become rich. It's true. What is Job telling us here? He says, everyone takes advantage. Instead of thinking and helping other people maybe with that money they found, they lined in their own pockets. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with taking some of the money and live for yourself. But if you're going to hog it all and not help people, that's wrong. The Bible talks about tithing, giving a tenth of everything you earned. You earned that metal that he's talking about by mining it. You did the work. You got rewarded for it. You got paid for it. But now you deserve God some money. And sometimes God wants to use his share for you to help other people. In the New Testament, it talks about a man who built, had a big crop and he built a bigger barn to store more of his food. Instead of, and then, then the angel of the Lord came that night and said, well, your life is required of thee. In other words, it's time for you. What are you going to do with all your riches? You can't take it with you. You know, he could have took some of that extra seed after he made a profit and gave it to the poor to help people. He could have been like Boaz to help Ruth when she was gleaning. He would tell his people, and gleaning is when his people are harvesting and some of the stuff that falls on the ground, they leave it there. And they, he told them to leave some of it there purposely because he knew that Ruth was going around afterwards and collecting it for herself so they and him and her mother-in-law <coughs> could eat he was a good man in fact he was he was in the line and so was Ruth they got married they got together and they were in David's line and they gave and they were blessed for it and that man doesn't realize if he would have gave some of what he has in the end God would give them more okay so we shouldn't just be scrooges and take it all for ourselves and it's a sad day and I gotta be honest it's a sad day in this world brothers and sisters in the Lord that these people there's people out there price gouging on food price gouging on gas Price gousing on rent, price gousing on this or that, just so they can make an even bigger profit. They see an emergency state and they're trying to capitalize on it. And I don't understand why they do it, but they do it. Alright? And they do it because most men are greedy. Let me take a drink of water here. Now, let's go to verses 12 to 18. It says, But a man of Job 28, But a man does not discover wisdom. He does not know to be intelligent. He does not even realize that wisdom is valuable. He cannot discover wisdom among the living things of the earth. He cannot discover wisdom in the sea. Even if he wanted to, 
the deepest places, he would not become wise. Nobody can, can buy wisdom. Even the best gold and silver cannot make someone wise. Wisdom is more precious than the beautiful things of the rock. Wisdom is more precious than gold. Wisdom is more precious than precious stones. For example, onyx and sapphires. Wisdom is better than the purest things. Wisdom even more valuable than gold or glass. Wisdom is much better than the beautiful things that come from the sea. For example, coal and pearls. Wisdom is more valuable than the most expensive precious stones. What is this telling us? Well, verse 12, this is telling us that this man has many skills, but he's still a fool. He may discover gold and silver. He may become rich, but wisdom is better than gold or silver. If a man does not learn to be wise, a man, that man is stupid. Now, what does that mean? Well, this is means this. Okay, he might have the gold. He might have the. He might have the. <coughs> the know-how to use it, to weigh it, to sell it. But he may not have the wisdom to put it up for a rainy day and spend so much of it. It says he's a fool. And that's true. Sometimes when people get money, just like the prodigal son, they go through it like it's nothing. Like it's a grain of water. And then they're saying, wow, how am I going to eat? How am I going to drink? You know, they got to find a way to replenish it. They got to go and do the work, as we were talking already. And we got to have wisdom how to handle their money. And that wisdom they're talking about, we need God's wisdom by reading His Word, how to live so God can bless the efforts of your fruit. Okay? Verse 13 This man does not appreciate wisdom, and he does not care about wisdom. He only thinks of his own wealth. In other words, he only thinks of himself. He doesn't care. The man would not, not discover wisdom underground. Other men dived into the sea to find precious things. Verse 18, but they will not find wisdom there either. In other words, if you're looking for it, you're not going to find it. You've got to learn the wisdom. And you learn that by listening to your elders, listening to your church pastors, listening to your Sunday school teachers, listening to God, and let's learn the God's wisdom. Verse 15, this is what was meant by verse 15. It says, Some things matter more than money. A wealthy man cannot buy wisdom, and a poor man may be very wise. In other words, this 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 rich man is so wealthy he doesn't have to worry about figuring how to buy it. He can just go buy it. But a poor man is very wise because now he's got to count his money. See, the rich man should be counting his money and saving too and not just going through, through water. Because he should be like the poor man and learn to live on a budget and not go through everything so there's money set back on the rainy day and I hear this 
every day I think about almost every day not every day I hear my grandma in the background saying and I was growing up you take money put five dollars away put ten dollars away every day of your life see there's wisdom there but you know people did not go and listen to her and now they want to sit there and cry verse 19 says in the distance country called Ethiopia there is a precious stone called topaz but topaz is not as good as wisdom even the richest person cannot buy wisdom all right so this country called Ethiopia was a long way away from Job where he lived and the precious stone called topaz was very very rare and so it was very expensive but it was better to be wise than own that topaz in other words, what is that topaz going to do for you? Oh yeah, it'll look pretty on your shirt. Look pretty maybe in a ring. Look pretty maybe in his people's hair. One women's hair. Look pretty maybe on some sandals. But wisdom is worth a lot more. Okay? That's what that is saying there. Now, verse 19 Verse 20, we're going to read again, then we're going to talk a little bit about the topaz as we go on. But let's start in verse 20 of Job 28. It says, But people need to discover wisdom. They have to know how to be intelligent. But no living thing can find wisdom. Even the birds do not know where to look for it. You will not even become wise when you die. In hell, people can only whisper about wisdom. Okay? Verse 20, the topaz from verse 19, may be a beautiful, but it is not useful. God and silver, verse 15, are available, but money cannot teach us how to trust God. So wisdom is better than the, all these things, but wisdom is not something that you can just discover. In fact, wisdom does not even belong in this world. So in other words, we got to learn to let God lead us and not rely on ourself, not rely on our own money. I mean, yes, we live and God helps us stretch our money if you do the right things. But you got to trust God and let him teach you how to use that money. And you got to trust God and how he wants you to live by asking for wisdom in all things. The pastor I sit under now because I'm a pastor too, but I go to church too, is, talks to, he goes and he prays as he's preparing his lessons and stuff. He takes a trip and to start driving, he gets with God and he prays. And he gets on some country spot where God can speak to him. And he's asking for wisdom how to do things. That's what we need to do. Okay. In verse 21, Job spoke about things that are alive. In verse 22, he spoke about people who are dead. Neither life nor death can teach you how to be wise. The only thing that can teach you how to be wise is listening to people that are worthwhile listening to. There are some people out there that can steer you wrong. But you need to listen to God. You need to listen to your pastor. You need to listen to your Sunday school teacher. You need to listen to the Word of God. You need to listen to your family if they're Christians. And I'm going to be that there because that can teach you the wisdom that God wants you to know.
verses 23 to 26. And it says, Only God understands wisdom. He alone can teach you to be wise. Only God sees the whole earth. Only God knows everything. He established the strength of the wind. He measures the waters in the cloud. He decides how the rain would fall. He chooses a route for the storm and the lightning. Verse 23. You may think that it's impossible to learn such wisdom, but wisdom is God's gift to his people. James 1.5. God wants everyone to learn to be wise. And that's why he gives us the book of Proverbs, which we are studying coincidentally in our Bible study tomorrow night live on Facebook for God's Internet Church online Bible study. We're going to be talking about Proverbs chapter number 7. Okay? And the Bible he gives us to learn how to be wise too. These verses are similar to Proverbs in 8, Proverbs 8, 22 to 31. God himself used wisdom when he created the world. And this is verse 27 that supports that fact. It says that God saw wisdom. God declared wisdom, God prepared wisdom, and God tested wisdom. Wisdom is not merely the thought of human minds, and wisdom is not clearly ideals like the ideals of Joel's friend. God chose wisdom as a quality that people need. God recognizes that wisdom is important. God made sure that wisdom is good. Then God recommended us recommended wisdom to us. So God used a careful process when he recommended wisdom. This process is like the workman's process to make mental in verse 111. But God achieves more than the workman did. God shows us how to be wise. Wisdom will benefit our whole lives. And wisdom will bring us to heaven when we die. In other words, if we don't get this wisdom... We're not going to make it to heaven. Because we're going to try to continue in our own time and our own strength. Please read the word of God. And let it teach you the wisdom and live by those precepts. Verse 28. So God said to his people, If you respect God, then you will be wise. If you refuse to do evil things, then you will be intelligent. Verse 28. This is a very important verse. It explains how we can be wise. Like Job 1.1. We must respect God and refuse to do evil things. See also Proverbs 1.7 and Proverbs 3.5-6. This was also Jesus' message in Mark 1.15. He told the people to believe God's message. In other words, he told them to respect God's word and Jesus told them to stop their evil behavior. If we respect God, He will teach us. He will show us how to please Him. Then we will learn to be His people. But in others, to respect, in order to respect God, we need to obey. But His order, to res- His commands, so we could refuse to do evil deeds. We must make. We shall make many mistakes, but if we confess our errors, God will forgive us. 
First John, I mean, First John one nine. What is this telling us? As we're summing this this Bible study up here, this is telling us here that Job is telling us that we need to let God teach us through His Word. We need to, if we err, we need to go and ask for forgiveness. It's telling us if we're willing to listen, willing to serve, willing to do, willing to follow God, in the end, God will bless you for what you have done in your life. He will teach you how to live for Him. Okay? But you got to not be hard-headed. you got to let Him teach you. Okay, next Tuesday we're going to start with Job. We're going to be talking about Job chapter 29. And as Job describes his life before his trouble starts. So in a sense we're going to be recapping verse 1. Okay, but Wednesday there will be a podcast. I'm going to try to have a podcast for us to do also with the Bible study to be, you know, share on the podcast. and um, But if not, you can join us on Proverbs. I mean, on Facebook Live for God's Internet Church at 7 o'clock. We'll be learning, we'll be doing God's Internet Church Bible study on the book of Proverbs, chapter number 7. And then, Friday, and then Sunday we'll be online again for God's Internet Church podcast, broadcast, online service. And that starts at 7 o'clock. And then join us Tuesday again for Joe. And then again we're going to do the podcast at that time. To, you know, to get those services in too. So it can be reaching out. And then also Tuesday we'll come back to this Bible study on Job chapter 29. Now, before we close... I did find a list of things that, and updated for the things that we've been praying, and I know some of you have been writing them down and praying with us. Um, the only ones that we still have on there that you might have on the list is my my dad for that aneurysm, so it don't grow and get any bigger, and that God takes it away. For my mom's back, she's still having problems that haven't been resolved yet. And it's causing more problems now to get it resolved because we also need prayer for my mom and dad because they they tested positive for COVID. Me and my wife was in the house, so we're quarantining. We looking, hey, we haven't tested positive yet, but I did get sick. But I think my vaccination shot kept COVID from me, and my and I stayed away from my wife but a little bit. You know, I mean, I was around her, but we, you know, we kept her safe where she couldn't get sick so but we need prayer my grandma got COVID and it was just all around and that's one of the reasons why we wasn't able to do the podcast because I was sick but I don't think I got COVID but I could have ran its course and then tested negative after it ran its course but the thing is God kept us and we're here and we're back with you um, but we do need prayer for my grandma She's 94 years old, and she's still very weak. She's home from the hospital. My mom and dad didn't go into the hospital either, but 
God is taking care of us and bring us through because we're past the contagious stages. So life can get kind of back to normal for us. Um, so we need to pray for that. And then for my cousin Lori. And she wants that as an unspoken. She's got things going on in her life that need to be taken care of. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for me and everything you're going to do for us. I ask you, Lord, to keep us all safe from COVID, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to be with my dad aneurysm. We just ask you, Lord, find what the cause is and don't let it grow anymore or let it disappear. We ask you, Lord, to go and touch my mom's back and touch and heal her, Lord Jesus, and take care of this situation. And, Lord, we ask you to be with my cousin Lori, Lord, and the unspoken that she's got, Lord. We just ask you to come in and take care of it, Lord. And, Lord, we ask you to be with my mom and dad with COVID, Lord. We ask you to continue, and Grandma, that the after effects of COVID, Lord, we just ask you to help them recover the way they should. We ask you to keep protecting me and Ruth from COVID and not letting us get it. We just ask you to let everything go the way you want it to go. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, if for some reason I want you to join the podcast, the broadcast with with um, the podcast, you know, with God's Internet Church Bible Study, and so that will be uploaded. Sometime tomorrow, about eight nine o'clock, today's should be uploaded within an hour or so, um, and I will be posting online that it's going to be up when it's uploaded. If you're a Facebook watcher with me, and then join us Sunday for God's Internet Church online service at seven, and that's seven o'clock tomorrow for on the Book of Proverbs for the Bible study on the Book of Proverbs, and on the podcast or live on Facebook live and then Tuesday for our study here for Job chapter 29 on that note I'm Pastor Ron Weaver I thank you for listening and watch, listening, watching whatever you do I ask you to be faithful and listening because we just want to help people and bring God more people into the kingdom of heaven and help current Christians get what God wants them to hope they need. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, be with us as we go our separate ways this week. Lord, until you bring us together tomorrow night at 7, Lord, for the podcast and for the broadcast of God's Church Bible Study on the book of Proverbs. We just ask you, Lord, to have your way there, and then we ask you to be with us and let everything go the way you want and keep us all safe. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. Until tomorrow night at 7 for this podcast and for the broadcast of God's Internet Church podcast being simultaneously pre-taped, the podcast, you know, on the book of Proverbs, chapter number 5, join, um, chapter number 7, join us tomorrow, and, I, and then join us live for Facebook Live, if you want to watch it live, for the book of Proverbs, chapter number 7. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. Thank you for... Um, sharing this time with me 
and have a blessed day.